Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Real Life Pharmacology Podcast. Uh, thanks so much for all the support, kind words, uh, the reviews, the ratings on, on Amazon have, uh, excuse me, on um, uh, iTunes has, has simply been overwhelming. I can't thank you guys enough. Um, so I'm going to continue to try to keep going, keep pumping out uh, good information that's really helpful uh, for you guys in preparing for your uh, NCLEX, NAPLEX, um, PANTS, all sorts of different uh, board exams, USMLE, and, and so on and so forth. So uh, it's hard to believe that I haven't uh, done a podcast on Warfarin. I think we're over 30 episodes now, and I haven't touched Warfarin, one of the hallmark uh, medications for uh, concerns, questions, and uh, lots of drug interactions, all that good stuff. So that's what we're tackling today. Uh, mechanistically, uh, warfarin inhibits vitamin K epoxide reductase complex, uh, also abbreviated VKORC. And with this inhibition, uh, warfarin is actually classified as a vitamin K antagonist, I think that's a good way to remember it, a little more simple way to remember it, is it blocks the action of vitamin K. Now, vitamin K is essential in the formation of clotting factors. And this has always been a test question I've seen come up on pharmacology and different exams, which clotting factors are inhibited um, by warfarin. And the primary clotting factors, um, I remember them, uh, by the term SNOT, S-N-O-T, 7, 9, the O is 10, and the T is 2. So 2, 7, 9, and 10 are the clotting factors that are primarily uh, impacted by warfarin. Uh, brand names of warfarin, Coumadin, Jantavin, two good ones to remember there. What's this drug used for? So we're inhibiting clotting factors, we're thinning the blood, we're going to use warfarin to prevent blood clots and prevent strokes, prevent DVTs, things of that nature. Now, the side effect profile is really pretty simple. Um, bleeding. Anytime you use a medication that inhibits clotting factors, inhibits platelets, uh, you're going to have uh, the risk of bleeding, certainly. So things that we're going to monitor... Uh, clinically, uh, bleeding, bruising, so if patients have bleeding gums, if they report that, um, blood in the stool, significant bruising that won't go away, really, really important things to look at, review with the patient, and make sure 
that the warfarin isn't causing um, more harm than good. As far as lab work goes, warfarin, we do have to monitor INR. So INR uh, basically tells us how thin the blood is. So if a patient's got an INR of 5, that's going to be very thin blood, and the patient is at much higher risk of bleeding. If a patient's got an INR of 1 to 1.5, and, and they're being managed on warfarin to prevent blood clots, they might be at higher risk for blood clots. So typical goal range for INR is 2 to 3. Now there are some variations. I'm not going to get into that today, um, but I think it's a, a good thing if you're a nurse working with patients, um, following patients, monitoring patients, definitely get a sense from the provider who's ever managing that warfarin what the goal INR is. That's a good double check, a good way for you to remember uh, to stay on task and a good way to, to peak and make sure we're, we're staying on goal there. Uh, one other lab you're, you're going to see checked periodically or likely or should be uh, is a CBC that's going to have a hemoglobin. We want to make sure that there's not blood loss going on, that we're not having uh, anemia uh, due to blood loss and, again, that blood thinning effect from warfarin. So I mentioned the classification of warfarin. It is a vitamin K antagonist. If we have a situation where we give too much warfarin, it's pretty easy to remember the antidote um, to warfarin because giving vitamin K can help us overcome that. Now, I do want to remind you that this isn't instantaneous. Okay, So if somebody's got an immediate bleeding event right now, you know, giving vitamin K is not going to reverse it within minutes. It's just not going to happen. So you've got to remember that, that it, it does take a little while um, to start to reverse uh, that if the effects of warfarin and bring down that INR and make the blood a little bit thicker. Dosing can be very tricky with patients. Uh, I've seen patients well over 10 milligrams of warfarin a day. Uh, I've seen patients on 1 to 2 milligrams of warfarin per day. Now, some things that might play into this, so younger, healthier patients that maybe uh, eat a lot of vegetables, eat a lot of vitamin K-containing products, they might need a significantly higher dose. Elderly patients, patients maybe that are on medications that can increase the concentrations of warfarin, which I'll talk about drug interactions coming up here, those are the type of patients that, you know, maybe we only need 1 to 2 milligrams. And... There's also genetic variations that can, can come into play here, um, but it's really hard to uh, predict the perfect dose, and a lot of times we've got to tinker with that dose and recheck an INR in three days, five days, seven days later to uh, continually make sure that that INR is within our target range that we've set. So dosing can be a, a real big challenge. Um, most patients you're probably going to see started at 5 milligrams. Uh, if you've got elderly patients, you may go lower. Um, I can't say I've seen starting doses much higher than, than 5 milligrams ever, um, unless maybe we know that it's a patient that's been on a certain dose in the past and required higher doses. Then if you're restarting it or something, you, you might consider 
um, going a, a little bit higher in that rare circumstance. But again, really patient specifics are going to factor in that decision of the dose. Now I am talking about warfarin today. Uh, I've got plenty of uh, case scenarios in uh, my two books, both of them. Uh, the Thrill of the Case is my most recent re release, and Pharmacotherapy, uh, Clinical Pearls book, is uh, also full of uh, warfarin uh, case studies for sure. So certainly feel free to go check those out on Amazon. Um, also, I've covered warfarin extensively in some of the test prep material on meded101.com slash store. Uh, you can, can find that for pharmacists, BCPS, uh, BCACP, uh, geriatric certification, NAPLEX as well. So uh, meded101.com slash store. You should be able to find those resources and mention those books on Amazon as well. And certainly appreciative of, of the uh, support that we've, we've had there as well. So go check those resources out. And now I want to talk about drug interaction specifically with warfarin. So this is absolutely something that you have to be aware of. If you've got a patient on warfarin and you see a new medication started, you have got to remember to assess for drug interactions. Antibiotics are notorious. So that's a great place to start if you're not too comfortable um, with pharmacology and that type of thing. If you see an antibiotic added to a new patient that's taking warfarin already, You've got to ask the question, ask the primary provider, uh, ask the pharmacist that work, that's working with the patient, and assess if we need to do something about the, the drug interaction. So two really big antibiotics I wanted to start with, uh, sulfamethoxazole and trimethoprim, as well as uh, metronidazole or flagyl. Uh, sulfamethoxazole trimethoprim is commonly referred to as Bactrim or Septra as far as the, the brand name goes. So um, these drugs inhibit CYP2C9, which can ultimately lead to significantly more activity of warfarin and raise INRs. So I've seen patients go from normal therapeutic ranges, you know, in that 2 to 3 range, go up to INRs of 5 to even 10 plus uh, and really placing that patient at high risk for bleed. Uh, other examples, antibiotics I think of, uh, the quinolone antibiotics can interact with warfarin, uh, levofloxacin, ciprofloxacin, uh, and potentially raise those concentrations. Uh, lots of, uh, a few cardiac medications Amiodarone can raise warfarin concentrations. Uh, diltiazem, verapamil, uh, 3A4 inhibitors in general uh, can raise those concentrations. We also have inducers, so rifampin, uh, an herbal medication, St. John's wort. Those are classic examples of drugs that could actually lower concentrations of warfarin and lower INRs when we start them. Now keep in mind when it when if we stop those medications, those INRs can escalate again if we've tinkered with the dose and adjusted. So just some really important drug interactions that I, I think I should highlight. Um, I've also got to remind you of any medication that can increase the risk of bleeding that maybe inhibits platelets. So aspirin, uh, clopidogrel, or Plavix. NSAIDs are another classic example that can have some platelet inhibition 
as well as an insult to the GI tract, potentiating a, a GI bleed. And then them being on warfarin can thin the blood even further and, and exacerbate that problem. So um, big-time interactions with warfarin. And like I said, if you're not sure, you see a new medication started, it's something that you definitely have to uh, look up. So I think that's going to wrap up warfarin for today. Hopefully I gave you some good highlights, some good things to remember as far as your practice goes. Uh, check us out, reallifepharmacology.com. I've got that free uh, top 200 drug giveaway where I uh, give you the highly testable uh, pearls uh, for kind of each medication. So go check that out. It's a free resource simply for following the, the blog or the uh, podcast and uh, getting updates on when there's a, a new podcast available. So thanks again. Leave a review rating on iTunes if you've got a second or whatever um, media that you're listening through. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care and have a great rest of your day. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for Season 3 of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.